so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Today is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz show. One year to the day after the pandemic is called in the U.S. Let me just say, it started with me with two eyes, and now I'm down to one. And we're going to talk about all of that right here on this Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. At the top of the show, my name is Joe Batant. My name is Joe Batant, and this is Thursday, March 11th, 2021. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm wearing an eye patch right now, which I generally don't wear during the day, but today my eye is extra dry. And um, I don't look, if you just saw me, it would look normal. Like just a picture would look normal, but the, the, the truth of the matter is, I don't really blink with this eye. So it gets dry. And, and like, I feel tired. That's the best way to, it doesn't hurt. It just feels tired because it, it dries out. So I put eye drops all the time anyway. I was telling a story because I was complaining about my eye. We're doing a live, we're live on Discord right now. And, uh, I was complaining about my eye. I was going, oh, mis ojos, mis ojos, mis ojos, because it's a, um, an in, a personal, a, so inside it only I get the joke. But there is a shitty Mexican restaurant chain. I can actually probably spend the whole show talking about this chain. That I'm going to call Alberto's. Alright, I'm going to call this chain Alberto's. The, re- the reason I say I'm going to call this chain Alberto's is because the original name of the chain was Alberto's. And we're going to assume that the founder of the chain was, was named Alberto. And by the way, the story I'm going to tell you, this isn't the only chain with this story, at least in L.A. There's a chain called Zanku Chicken. has a very similar story to what I'm going to tell you. There's a chain called Pepe's Mexican Food. Very similar story to what I'm going to tell you. But at some point, Alberto dies. Okay? And when he dies, the family goes to war over... The business. And uh, I don't know the details of the war, but what happens is the franchises get divvied up. Well, they weren't franchised, but the locations get divvied up and I guess turned into franchises. And, uh, and so they have the same supplier. They have the same menu. But since they're at war with each other, there are some that are legitimately called Albertos. But then there are some that are called Filibertos or Rigobertos, or they have all kinds of different variation of the name Albertos. Okay. So, uh, because of the family war. So, uh, this one, I think, I think this actually was an Albertos. If for those of you who like to look up places 
that I mentioned on Google Maps. This one is in Costa Mesa on 19th Avenue and I believe Placentia, the corner of 19th Avenue and Placentia. And um, so Alberto's, the other thing about it is it's 24 hours. A lot of them aren't from all of them are, but a lot of them are 24 hour places. The reason I bring this up is um, the food during the day is I would never eat this food. It is fucking disgusting. Okay. But I don't know what they don't change the food at all. But your uh, level of pickiness and your taste change uh, after midnight. And uh, and so after midnight, for some reason, Alberto's. Or the or the variations of said name become the most de- becomes the most delicious food ever. I'm sure you know we have a lot of people in Europe right now listening in in the UK, and I'm sure there's a place like this out there in the UK. Jordan Darling's in Texas. The, I'm sure there are lots of Mexican places like the ones I just mentioned that you would never. I would never go to Alberto's during the day. I would never. But if I've been drinking and it's 2 a.m., the one thing I want is a quesadilla and some taquitos from Alberto's. That's just what I want. During the day, they'd be disgusting. Um, but at night, they're the most mad. You know, for those of you who might, I feel that way uh, about Jack in the Box. Do I eat a Jack in the Box taco during the day? I don't think I've ever eaten a Jack in the Box taco during the day. But at night, now I don't have to be drunk for a jack-in-the-box taco. There's just something about night that a jack-in-the-box taco seems right. Okay? So, um, now, um, let's see what people are saying here, because this seems to be a good topic here. Astute Girl says, we have a different taco shop for what you are craving. There's one that has amazing carne asada. Though there's, there's the one you go to when you want enchiladas. It's the one for old tacos. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you live in a place where there are a lot of Mexican restaurants, you, they, they serve different purposes. You know? Deckhead says, it's odd because the UK is in love with Mexican food, but there aren't any good Mexican restaurants. I'm telling you, I have to move to the UK and just open up a fucking down and dirty Mexican restaurant. I, I bet you I'd be the richest person ever. I'm going to talk to Chris. Okay? Because Chris, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. Chris of uh, Chris and Mercedes. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Chris, even though he's American, born and raised, okay, um, because his dad, though, was European, not British. Oh, God, dad. You know, I could do a whole show on Chris's dad. So Chris's dad was kind of this badass, okay? Some say, some that he was one of the models, not of all, not completely, one of the, the models for Ian Fleming for James Bond. Okay. And, uh, a Jewish guy born in Germany, uh, around, you know, and, and the right age at World War II and, um, very handsome and could pass for Aryan. All right. So because of that, he escaped Nazi Germany before it was dangerous, moved to the UK. I think he went to school in England as well. And then 
worked for I can't believe it I don't know if it was the precursor to the CIA here in the US I think it was either worked for uh the ver- the CIA version in England which I don't know if it was called whatever it's called in James Bond or the CIA or both the the, the precursor to the CIA was called the was it called the SSS or something I don't remember what it was called uh worked for them and um they dropped him behind enemy lines in Germany where he posed as a Nazi and, and spied. Uh, there's a whole, Chris has been wanting to do a movie about that. And then later became like a race car driver and, uh, 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 the, a fashion designer, a male fashion designer. There's a video on YouTube of him with, um, Carl Lagerfeld. And who's that other woman that she's still alive. Actually, she's also a dress designer. And, um, his name is John White. You can look him up. John White. That's Chris's dad. Anyway, because of Chris's dad's background, Chris was, um, uh, sent to boarding school in England, uh, at a fairly youngish age and spent most of his adolescence in England. So he went to St. Paul's boarding school and then went to Cambridge. Uh, and so there is a sort of like very Britishness about Chris, you know, even though he's an American, uh, there's a, there's a Britishness about him. Okay. Um, and even his accent, he has an American accent, but it has a sort of like a mid Atlantic fancy lilt to it, I guess is the best way to put it. And, um, so, um, and has a lot of ties to England. Uh, that's where I meet all my fancy British people is through Chris. And, um, so I'm going to tell Chris, in fact, I'm going to text him right now, right now, as we're talking and be like, why haven't we opened a down and dirty, uh, Mexican food place in England, in London, Chris. Why haven't we opened a down and dirty Mexican place in London? Thank you. Sent. We'll see if he responds. Okay. Now, let's get this roast to cooking. Says Cambridge University is stunning. I, as far as I understood it, that there's a bunch of different campuses. So, like, Chris went to Cambridge University, but specifically he went to Trinity College. Uh... Uh, I don't even know where that is, but I know, I know, I think there's a Trinity College Oxford and a Trinity College Cambridge. He went to the one so that I could, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he went to Oxford. What's the one that Sir Isaac Newton went to? Wherever Isaac Newton went to school, that's where Chris went to college. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so the point is one day. <laughs> At like two in the morning, we're finally getting to the point for this inside joke. And, um, uh, at like two in the morning, I go to this Alberto's. It's a walk up outdoor place. And I'm standing there waiting for my quesadilla and three roll tacos. And just from across the street, I see a slovenly, chubby Mexican guy stumbling, drunk, one hand over his high from like a dot in the distance. It's like, uh, it's like uh it's like uh the L- Lawrence of Arabia 
right? And he comes closer and closer. And when he comes closer, there's blood coming from his eye. And he's like, mis ojos, mis ojos. And then he, uh, he, then he goes and orders food. And by the way, I would think at Alberto's, they would be like, oh my God. No, they just took his order as if a, re- like a person just randomly ordered food. And, and then he just stood there waiting for his food, eye bleeding. And I was just like, I remember thinking, this is so fucking weird. So sometimes without, uh, when, uh, this is the first time it's ever been appropriate. If my eye hurts, I go, mis ojos, mis ojos. Anyway. Um, anyway, let me see if there's a, a, a response. No, no response from Chris as of yet. Hopefully he will, uh, uh, respond before the show's over. Um, and, uh, let's see. So yesterday was very boring. As you know, as you last heard on this Joe Batanz, uh, I, my mouth had an injury, a sore that I went and got checked out. And my cousin agreed to see me, but she was very like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and she was like, oh, <laughs> and like shoved a mirror in my mouth and took pictures. And, um, I, uh, so yesterday I woke up and I've been switching, I was switching, I switched, you know, Tuesday night and day I, I switched with salt water and I will say the salt water rinse does help a lot. And yesterday I did the same thing. And yesterday it felt the same as Tuesday, if I'm being honest. Uh, but one thing I also did was I only ate soft foods. I told myself I'm only going to eat soft foods for until this heals. We find out what's going on. So yesterday and Tuesday I only ate soft foods. And uh, so uh, I will give an update on that. Today it's a lot better. It's a lot better. So I think I was totally just injuring myself. Um, and that's, so I think it was an injury that I initially made. And then because of the Bell's palsy and I have to chew weird, I just keep injuring myself. I, or I kept injuring myself. So right now it's just soft foods, no hard foods, no way of injuring it again. And I think I'm doing the trick, you know, in an ironic turn of events, just as uh, that's healing. Yesterday, again, because of the Bell's palsy, I chew weird and everything's all weird. I beat, I bit, it's so hard to me to talk sometimes. I bit the inside of my left cheek. So now I'm dealing with that. But to me, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather take that because I know what it is. I did say, because my cousin was asking me all sorts of questions. And I was like, I'm going to start keeping an injury journal. Because what happens is I'll injure myself in a small way, and then I'll forget that I did that. And then later I'll be like, why is there a bruise on my arm? <laughs> or like, what happened? Why is my mouth injured? And I don't have any que- So now I'm going to keep an injury journal in my phone. Anytime, even the smallest injury, I'm going to write it down. And then when it heals, I'll get rid of it. You know, when it heals, I'll get rid of it. But right now I'm just going to... Write every injury down so that I know when and why and how I injured it. Because I, th- I do remember injuring my mouth. I ate something that was uh, really, really hot. Specifically, I'll tell you what it was. Because this is why I think it was so bad. I think I gave myself a really, really, really bad burn. I had what's called in the business as a hot link. A hot link sausage. The bad news, the, the 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 thing that I did, my my mom made it for me, and I let her make it for me. And my mom 
my, my uncle who's since passed away was like this. They come from this school of when you eat food, it has to be like boiling, literally hot. It has to be so fucking hot that it burns your mouth. I don't, I think it must come from some sort of fear of food injuring you in some sort of way in terms of being like making you sick or something because he was like that. Like when we, when he had dinner over, um, he would be like, as soon as the fucking food hit the plate, as soon as it came, he wanted it right then. It has to be, and my mom's kind of the same way too. And, um, I'm not, I have a very gentle, sensitive mouth. And, um, I remember when I bit in that hot link sausage, like it squirted. Yeah, it did in my mouth. And it was so hot. Like it literally, I think I gave myself, I'm not even being funny, a second degree burn. I really do think it was a second degree burn. Like, like there were pieces of my gum peeling off. It was awful. Right. And I was like, ah, and then I think because of the way I was chewing, I think that uh, how much Deckhead just posted a thing something called square sausage. How much sausage is that person eating on the plate? It's like almost like a deck of cards with these square sausages. So there's like four or five of them next to a square sausage with an egg on top of it in a in a some sort of like um, biscuit. I think they would call it something different in the UK, but uh, a roll. Thank you. Um, and I was like, shit, what the fuck is that guy eating? And then I love how it's just for health. There's one, there's one cherry tomato sliced in half. That's the vegetable. <laughs> one cherry tomato. Anyway, um, <clears throat> sliced in half, by the way. Like, ugh, it's too big for your mouth. I'm gonna slice this cherry tomato in half. So anyway, um, so, uh, I don't even know what I was talking about there. Anyway, it's the update of my mouth. Uh, okay, let's go to today. Well, let's go to yesterday. Literally zero happened yesterday. Uh, like I promised at the top of the show, I think I'm going to pause this when we get to a certain point. Or pause the audio. Uh, because I think I'm going to go longer. But let's talk about yesterday. So yesterday... Um, oh, wait, there's a, a message from... Oh. Oh, no, Chris agreed. Imported Mexican lady serving from an imported roach coach, Bedia. I'm, I'm telling them, I'm half, and wait, I think it's, a, I'm just gonna put like thumbs up right now. Um, uh, I think it would crush. Thank you. We just need to think of a good punny name, you know? What would we call it? What's, um, how would you say God save the queen in Spanish? Let me see here. Computer, how do you say God save the queen in Spanish? God save the queen in Spanish is Dios salve a la reina. That's what we're going to call it. Dios salve a la, Dios salve a la reina. Um, anyway, um, well, we're going to be in London, deckhead. Anyway, so, uh, what were we talking about? 
Yeah, you know what's so funny? Everyone's talking about the drama in the UK. You know, we have some UK people listening right here. What is right now? And now, obviously, you're giving very. They're both. I, are, let, let's get this roast to cooking. Are you in Scotland? I know Deckhead is in Scotland. Where are you? And uh, let's see what. Like, what are what are you guys? What is the? What are you guys hearing uh, on the street? I recognize this is not uh, indicative of all of. I'm going to pause this audio here. Uh, it's not indicative of all of uh the uk but from what you're hearing in your neck of the woods so, okay so let's get this roast of cooking in the south of england um and um and but she works in london okay so I, i'm very curious to hear what you're hearing about this megan and and uh harry thing because obviously here well, i don't know obviously in the u.s everyone is just so pro megan Everyone, everyone that I know, unless it's someone from the U.S. who isn't here, who's hearing differently, in my circles, I'm just like, yes, bitch, work. Um, so let's get this roasted cooking is promoting. But what are you hearing? Are you hearing anyone who hates her? Is it just uh, Piers Morgan? For those of you that don't know or listening in the future, uh, a, a few days ago, uh, Oprah aired an interview with um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, where she said some pretty. Uh, scandalous things about how she was treated by the royal family and uh, also the thing i'm wondering too was this a big deal in the uk did everybody watch it or was everyone just kind of ignoring it um so let's get this rose to cooking said her facebook is filled with people who support the monarchy and think she's lying um this is what i think the moniker the monarchy is saying or the, the the leaks coming out is that she was a fucking bitch and she's saying X, Y, Z. Here's a deal. You can be both. <laughs> I think she probably really is a total fucking bitch. And probably really did bully people and make them cry. And well, it was awful in that way. But I also think they were also mean to her. And, and I don't know who started who. You know, what started what. And... um yeah, Jordan Dolly said both realities can exist. I, yeah, and I agree. I think both realities do exist. And I think Prince Harry's just stuck because I actually think, uh, uh, Prince Harry seems like a good guy though. Uh, anyway. So yesterday was very much a very boring day. Um, I woke up and I, cause I wanted to take advantage of my day off. Um, and so I woke up, had breakfast. I don't think I even left the house yesterday. It was raining here. And uh, then Aiden and I, we were supposed to watch a both watch a movie. I got caught up. I needed to take a nap. I was really tired yesterday in the middle of the day. So I needed to take a nap. And Aiden watched, uh, he wanted to watch a, a, a bigger, like a more important movie. So I, I gave him a selection and he chose this one, though I think he regrets it. And now I realize, okay, we're not ready for that yet. He watched the Akira Kurosawa film Arashomon, which is a, a great movie. It's fantastic. But he didn't like it. So that makes me think that he is not uh, ready for that yet. Which is so funny because just the other day he was saying that he wants to watch uh, more foreign films, specifically Asian foreign films. And so this is a Japanese uh, film. 
Well, one of, consider one of the greatest films in history, and he didn't really like it. I don't think he's ready for that. Yeah, I think he's ready for more important films. I just don't think he's ready for that level of important film yet. So he's a little boring. Um, by the way, anyone who is interested should watch Rashomon. It's a very, very uh, good film. Anyway, um, and uh, then he watched that. He assigned me the 1988 Japanese anime film Akira. And uh, I watched uh, an hour of it last night, and then I fell asleep. So I'll finish watching it later today. Uh, and um, Deckhead says I should watch The Red Turtle. Um, and so, uh, anyway, Jordan Darling thinks Akira is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 45 minutes to an hour in. 45 minutes to an hour in. And uh, I'll finish it today. And then, um, oh, by the way, Throwing Down is live today. And uh, let me give you a hint of what we're going to talk about. We're going to go in depth about, uh, I should write this down because then I forget when I'm on the show. And if anything, anyone thinks of things I should talk about, um, maybe I'll tell the story about my parents thinking I'm masturbating. Uh, da, 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 da. What else should I talk about? Oh, the story I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the vaccine shot and failure thereof. And then I'm also going to talk about the um, armed standoff by my house. Um, I could, Let me tell you this. So one of the things I'm going to talk about, and I don't know how to approach this, because I believe it or not, I am kind of sensitive to Adam Burns, because I know he's a sensitive person. Even though I think you'll be fine with this, is um, so I'm basically going to go after the way he does his Weight Watchers points thing. It's kind of ridiculous, and I feel that he's taken he's playing by the rules of the points, but he's not playing by the spirit of the points, and so he makes these bizarre decisions. So like. Decisions. She makes bizarre decisions. That's how I talk now. So the dish that he assigned us, and I made it perfectly correctly. The only thing, because I was eating soft foods, I didn't put the nuts on top. But I, I will tell you, all it will change is the texture. And that's not my big problem with the, the, the item. It was not good. And what's funny is I think anyone who read it would know it wasn't good. You would not read it and go like, oh, this sounds like something would be good. And I really think that he chose this recipe because it would be zero points on his di on his thing or very close to it. And and it's all about these dumb zero points things where we've talked about this somewhere else before that he could have chicken thighs and that would be like four points, you know, or he could do X, Y, Z and that would be you know, X number of points. Like, because to me, there's two things. Now, I, look, I'm not one who is going to judge someone how they lose weight. And so I'm going to be careful that I not do this, you know? But, uh, I feel he's taking it and he's, he's do like he did this and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. He tied almost the way he, the way he was with his sexuality. Now, according to him, he doesn't do this anymore, but for a long time, Adam Burns was this person who was like, okay, I'm gay right now. 
But when I get old, I'm going to live my last, you know, years of my life as straight so I can go to heaven. Because he felt that if you died straight, then you would go to heaven. Okay? He since not, he doesn't subscribe to that anymore. But that gives you a sense of where we're coming from. Okay? And so, um, with the Weight Watchers points thing, uh, with the Weight Watchers points thing, I think that, uh, you know, a stew girl says that Drew Brooks made it and he loved it. You know, here's the thing. Maybe if you put it in a rice bowl and you put a lot of shit on it, it'd be pretty good. I don't know. Jordan Darling, Jordan Darling wants to know, do points not correspond to calories? I think they do, but not completely. But Adam likes to do, there are certain things that for some reason have zero points. So like 99% uh, fat-free turkey has zero points. It's fucking eating, like, if you've ever had it, it's like literally eating sawdust, but it has zero points. And so he'll only eat that, so I'm sure that's what he put in this dish. Eggs have zero points, which raises the question, does that mean that one could have a 12-egg omelet and it'd be zero points? That makes zero sense. And again, I, that's why I'm saying, like, I'm sure there are little loopholes that if you're looking for it, which Adam does, as long as it's like, oh, well, it's zero points, he thinks he's following it. But it's like... Mm, are you following the spirit or what? Because the other thing too is once a week, he completely pigs out. We're going to talk all about this on throwing down. So, um, a stew girl says weight watchers uses a balance. You start with a zero point food, boneless, skinless chicken breast, for example, then add in the other stuff to build your food slash meals. You are supposed to eat. You are supposed to eat a minimum number of points per day. You're supposed to use your points. The zero-point foods help with if you are hungry and out of points, there's still things you can eat. That makes sense. That actually makes 100% sense because I've done that as a diabetic. Sometimes it's late at night and um, I'm hungry and I'll just have, you know, two or three scrambled eggs because A, it's zero carbs and B, it's going to be easy on my stomach. I'm an old man, so when you eat too late, you get sick. So it's, it's easy to digest, and it's not no carbs. So that makes sense. That makes sense. The weird games that Adam is playing, and I think he does it so that on Saturday, he goes and pigs out breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which to me, and I don't understand how this works, seem like it, it not necessarily entirely cancels out the entire week, but drags you back enough that it was was all that point counting worth it to me i would rather be a little bit more generous with my point throughout the week and not cheat um yeah so let's get this roast to cooking says the food looked good it just looked like it needed sauce um i would agree with that it, it was very bland like i said though i couldn't you're supposed to put some nuts on it and I couldn't because of my mouth. But like I said, all that would have changed was the texture. Um, with the texture was kind of mealy. Um, I don't know. I was very whatever about it. I don't know. I, I, I was, you know, to be honest with you, if, if if it wasn't ground chicken, if they would have done like maybe ground lamb, I could see it as ground lamb being really good. But uh, anyway, uh, anyway, so nothing happened yesterday. Literally nothing happened. 
Um, Tuesday, we, we talked. The one day I will, I'll finish the story up with this and we'll get out of here. Is Sunday, I told you my brother was going to come over and, uh, tell my parents that, uh, he, you know, that he was sober and in a program and whatnot. Um, and, uh, he did. It was very uneventful. It went, he just kind of casually mentioned it as when my mom was like finishing up breakfast, making up, making breakfast. I uh, stayed in the other room because I don't like, I didn't want to be there for that uncomfortableness. Even though, but it wasn't uncomfortable. I could hear it. I could, it was in the other room. I could hear it. And uh, and then everyone continued on with their day as if everything was fine. My parents were, we talked about it afterwards. My parents were very happy. And um, yeah, so, so far we're, everything's so, everything's good so far, but. I know I promised to give you guys an update, and uh, that's it. Were there any stories before we're done for the week? Were there any stories that uh, I needed to finish, or that uh, any uh, cliffhangers that I need to finish? I was actually thinking today while I was driving. To, I went to Hobby Lobby today to pick up uh, a poster I got framed, and uh, also they're having a sale on poster frames, so I bought one. And um, a story about that is. Uh, John Paul uh, went to the local Hobby Lobby by where he lives, because, but he he was curious. Because for those of you that don't live in the U.S. or don't have a Hobby Lobby by you, Hobby Lobby is notoriously very conservative, very Christian. They make some good-ass frames, though. And so um, he um, he wanted to take a piece of art that he had bought. That was the characters from Tintin, the boy and the old man making out. Okay. And, um, he, uh, but he was afraid that they would reject it. So today I asked the person if they would have taken that post. She said yes. So I called John Paul and he was like, oh, I already took it. Yeah, they had no problem with it. Um, anyway, um, so let's guess as Rosa Cooking asks, do we have specifically Christian shops here? And uh, I don't know. Uh, a stoop girl described it as uh, a craft shop mixed with yard sales slash swap meet. And her and Jordan Darling work together in that. That's a good way of putting it. But man, they make some good frames for cheap. I love it. So anyway, um, I did do that today. And, uh, and then we're going to do throwing down today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure and catch it there. And, uh, I think that's it. So are there no, it looks like there's no, uh, cliffhangers or anything to finish because I'm done for the week and then we'll start up again on Saturday. Oh, well, I was saying on the way to Hobby Lobby, I was thinking, I, I think I need to hire a producer. And that producer listens to this Joe Batance and, th- oh, I was thinking, I was about thinking about restructuring all of Afterthought. One, I think I need a, a producer who specifically writes the scripts and then a producer who specifically writes the outlines. I was thinking I should record a podcast or a video that's a style. I think I need to make an, an official Afterthought media style guide. I was thinking about how we need to get on this Australia thing. Here's the thing, guys, and I'll talk about this. We have all this time now. Is... God, you know, here's the deal. Just with the way things work out. Drag Race UK 
is our most expensive show by far, hands down. Okay, it's our most expensive show by far, believe it or not. And I'm very of the like, is it worth that price? And are these foreign shows worth that price? Like Australia will be an expensive show. Um, if we do Canada, that will be just as expensive as Drag Race. But by the way, I want to say they're very, very expensive, very expensive. So I'm like, I have to really think about whether they're worth it. So, um, I don't know. But anyway, thinking about if I'm going to start hiring producers and whatnot and all this jazz, that we're going to need to have a style guide. We're going to need to have producers have very specific jobs. And, but also I was thinking, uh, I'm going to need a producer, like an almost like a general producer and one who just listens to this Joe with hands. And then when it's time for the tea or it's time for, Throwing down, they can give me a list of what I need to talk about because uh, they've listened to the shows and they'll remember better than I do uh, and whatnot. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Let's actually start. Let me see if we can restart this whole thing. Um, extra long episode. Actually, almost the length, to be honest with you. We're only like a, we're going to be like a minute or two off of a length of two episodes. So it looks like we actually gave you guys the time you deserved. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. This episode of This Job of Tants. Be sure to join us Saturday when I return. Only a day after tomorrow. Oh, I know what I was thinking about. Of like, ah, it's a whole thing. I'm right out of time. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday. It's This Job of Tants, and you can only find it one place. Right here on Afterthought Media. Thought Media.